Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Joey V, how you doing this morning? Randy, hey, it's a Friday, man. I always call. I always catch you guys on a Friday, which is a good day. And that's why you always hear me in chipper mood. I'm not always this chipper, Randy. You ask my wife. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm tough. To, I'm tough to live with. I'm, I'm not the easiest. And you know, this pandemic. Uh, you know, there's some days where I, I, I say, "Hey, honey, I'm going to go to the hardware store. Uh, I'll be back in an hour." Thinking, is she going to like? This? She's like, "Yeah, go, go, two hours, three hours, whatever. Be gone. Get out of here." I'm sure a lot of husbands out there can relate. Totally, and uh, it's very easy, especially when you go to a big box hardware store. It's very easy to spend an hour or more traversing the aisles of a store like that. Yeah, I don't know about you guys. I love. I would love your take on this, but that that a hardware store is 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 my worst nightmare because there's no convenient place to park. Number one, like you got to park, and then you got to hop on like those Disney World trolleys <laughs> to bring you to the actual storefront. And then you got to check in and then it's just huge. And, and, and everything in the store you need is in the back corner. And then, you know, it's funny. They do that strategically. Uh, let me, let me give you an example. You guys been to Costco. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Did you ever notice in Costco where the water bottles are? Very back right side. It is the number one thing people need. So it's, it, it's done for a reason. I'm telling you this world, they got us. They, this, this world, this corporate world, they have you. And, and we don't even know it. But water bottles, paper towels, and toilet paper, those are the most desired items at Costco. And they put them in the very back corner. That, that way, you have to go to the back corner, and you're going to pass everything to get there. I mean, and that's the way the hardware stores are. Everything you need is in the very back corner. And then, you oh, this is a nice screwdriver. Or, or maybe I could use a hammer. Or maybe I could use some, oh, you, you, you need some and then and then you walk out eight hundred dollars later, and then of course you come home and you forgot you forgot two or three things you need for the project, and you got to go back, and then you got to hop on the Disney World trial again. It's amazing, <laughs> Joey. They are taking advantage of our ADD. They're showing us shiny items before we get to the the back of the store. You're exactly right, and I really do have to just grab my cart and almost fly back to the back of the store to pick up my cases of Propel. And inevitably, and Michelle knows this, I'll see some chocolate-covered almonds and pick them up. And they do everything they can to not only get me to buy stuff, but buy stuff that's bad for me, too. That's the thing. Okay, Randy and Michelle, I don't know about you, but, I mean, at the checkout where you're waiting in line, do we really need a rack of candy bars, like, staring at us? Like, like. Where where did this start? Where did this happen? And then you're with your kids, and of course, like all these shiny colors and and glossy plate pieces of plastic with chocolate. Like, of course, they're gonna want it. Like, can we stop doing this? Like, when, when did this when did this happen? When did this start? But you're right. The chocolate almonds, the Snickers bar, the Reese's peanut butter, and now with Halloween, they have these like king size. Reese's peanut butter cup. Listen, I love Reese's peanut butter cup. It's my go-to candy. But at some point, we gotta like, okay, we need to minimize the size here. This is like the size of my head. I can't, I can't possibly go through one of these in one sitting. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm sorry about the rant here. But, yeah, hardware stores, they're, they're my bugaboo. Uh, Joey, you're actually killing us here because Randy and I started this workout and mental challenge called 75 hard and we can't have, we're on a diet and we can't have any cheat meals. So just even hearing you talk about Reese's pieces and Reese's peanut butter cups is killing us. Yeah, it's, uh, it is tough. You know, I started doing something this week. Uh, you, you, you know, you're going to, it's tough. I started doing a whole food challenge like where everything I eat. It has to be one ingredient from the earth. It's got to be whole. So I can't have cereal. You can't have the candy. Anything with like a loaded bunch of ingredients, almond milk. You can't have the silk almond milk because it's got all these fillers in it. You got to have actual like real almond and water milk. Uh, it's hard, guys. I don't know about you. Uh, three days in is my breaking point. How many days for you guys before you're really craving something? We're in our second day. I think I'm going to be able to handle this. When I lost a bunch of weight four years ago, I was able to handle it pretty well. And I, I've... I, I gained some quarantine pounds, no doubt about it. But uh, uh, what I do is I focus myself, and I really do make an effort to hold myself accountable with my Fitbit and all of that stuff. So I think I'll be all right. Yeah, the Fitbit. I need, I need to get on this Fitbit train. Everyone's walking around talking about steps. Uh, I, I guess as a parent, you just you just don't need it though. You're always walking around. You're mm-hmm. always just you're always just bending over. You're always doing something. I mean. Uh, I, I tell you what, one thing, guys. I need a road trip. You know, I need a road trip. I was folding laundry uh, last night. I'm, here I am folding laundry, alone the dishwasher. Uh, I could use a road trip. I really could. <laughs> yeah, I could use. I could use some boy time. I, I, I could use a trip to Nashville, Michelle. Remember that? That was a fun trip. That I could was, use one of those. I could use one of those. But uh, right about now, that was a blast, Joey. We just need Blues hockey to start back up so we can get back to Nashville and do that. So let's talk a little bit of Blues hockey. I mean, I feel like. Off the bat, we actually have to ask you this every time as the first question. Where's your confidence level with the Blues getting something done with Alex Petrangelo? You know, I, I, I'm not there. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know anymore. And to me, to me, after reading and talking to people, I, it, it just kept spinning in a circle. I think there's so much out there now, and it's so much drama-filled that it's better just not even read anything or find out anything. Unless it's coming from Petro himself, who's going to be extremely tight-lipped about this? Well, I don't know what, what Petro's thinking or what Army's thinking. And, and, of course, they're going to keep it under wraps. So this is a, this saga, the more you read about it, the more you're going to get confused about it because it's so left, right, back, and uh, all over the place. Uh, we, I spoke to Hal Gill, uh, Stanley Cup champion, played for the Predators. He's the radio side for the Nashville Predators now. Terrific human being, uh, defenseman. Uh, I asked him about this situation. And the way Hal Gill put it um, was interesting. I mean, listen, you have a guy who's got a different perspective because he's in Nashville, and but he understands the game. And he goes, I just don't understand how it hasn't been done yet. And I was like, well, I, you know, we're talking about different things. He goes, but listen, players like Alex Petrangelo, they just they don't come around that often. They don't hit the market. You look at a Roman Yossi in Nashville. They locked him up because when you have a Roman Yossi, you have to keep him, right? Uh, a Victor Hedman. Victor Hedman will never hit the market. Tampa will take care of it, right? They're, they're going to make sure that a defenseman like that caliber, a Conn Smythe winner now, Stanley Cup champion, never hits the market. So for Alex Petrangelo, it's the same thing. He is one of about six or seven different defensemen in this league. When you have him, you have to understand what he is, and you have to treasure it, and you just have to get him to stay. Now that's going to come with a price tag, and that's where the balance comes. Uh, but but an interesting perspective when you really break this thing down, Alex is that good and that consistent, and he makes your team so much better. So for me, guys, um, I, I know it's it's so tangled with the, the cap staying the same and, and the term, and he wants the structure a certain way. But this to me is getting to a point now 
where I think Doug Armstrong and Alex Petrangelo and his agent can literally sit in a room, lock the door, throw the key away until ink is on paper and we get this guy re-signed because uh, he, he is just that valuable and he is just that good. And, and these defensemen like him, they just do not come around all that often. Um, so I would really hope to think that a week away or maybe the 11th hour, we get this thing done. Don Meehan has a history of taking his guys into free agency and having them move. That is Petrangelo's agent. I want to know from you, from a player's perspective, how much ownership did you take of your destiny or did you put it in your agent's hands? You know, I, I took a lot and, and a lot just depends on your agent. I, I had Al, Alain Wah here in St. Louis and, and he was a great agent because he, he let you know he was honest, um, but he also let you kind of dictate where you wanted to go. And some agents are more aggressive. And some agents are like, no, we're not going to do this. Now, a lot has to do with the player, Randy. You know, uh, 99% of players in this league do not have any leverage. You know, I, I remember when I became a free agent uh, the summer of 15, and it was July 1. I got a call at 11 a.m. Al called me and said, Arizona's offering you this for this, this many years. And I said to him, what do you think? Do you think I should, you know, wait? He goes, Joe, I think you should take it. I think you should take it right now. Uh, and, and that's how most players are. And that's, and that's good advice from an agent because he understands what player he's dealing with. Alex is a little bit different. Alex is a, a player that has all the leverage in the world because he's one of the best players in the world. So he, he can have an agent that, that can say and, and do things a certain way and say, no, you, you can do what you want. You can do it this way and that way. Um, but I, I think his agent is very aggressive and I think, he he can tug he can tug on general managers um, strings a little bit. I think he, they, Newport takes pride in that. Um, you look at you look at what happened with uh, I know you guys brought this up and it's a good point with Braden Shen. Braden Shen had the same agency as Petrangelo before he signed his deal. Uh, he fired that agency, and within a few weeks after that, to find a new agent, Doug Armstrong and uh, Braden Shen's new agent sat down. They got that new extension linked and figured out, and now he's a blue for a long, long time. So is there a relationship? Is there a brotherhood, a hatred between the agency and Doug Armstrong? Possibly, maybe. But at the end of the day, for the player's perspective, Randy, like you just said, you have to do one thing. And this is, this is good advice for players, for, for Trangelo. You have to do one thing. Yes, there's drama with your agent. Yes, maybe you and the, the GM are not getting along. Uh, there's a lot of hearsay and this and uh, disrespect here and you, you feel mistreated. I get it, right? But the player can never forget one thing. At the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you have to keep your sights on one thing, and that is just you in the locker room with that group. Forget all the GM stuff. Forget all the agency. Forget the terms stuff. Forget all of that because what really matters when it's all said and done is your presence in that locker room with this group because when it's done, uh, all this will be so far behind you, so it's important not to, get, not to let this get cloudy with all the drama and all the back and forth about it, because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. And by the way, you hope that the Blues and Army don't have an adversarial relationship with Meehan, because Meehan has Vince Dunn, he has Tyler Bozak, he has Ryan O'Reilly, he has Robert Thomas, and then down the line, he's got both Kachuk brothers. So you want to make sure that you have a good relationship with the Newport agency, because there's people that you have or that you're going to be interested in in the next couple of years. Well, and keep an eye on that this, this Kachuk thing. Okay, this, you bring up a good point here, too. Uh, Matthew Kachuk could have signed a very long extension with Calgary. Uh, I think it was last year or the year before. He ended up settling on a bridge deal. He, he purposely went for a bridge deal, a couple-year deal, where he's going to prove himself, and then he is going to sign a monster deal 
coming up here. I think at the end of next season, the season after. Uh, I got to get my years right. Yeah, but it's, he, it's, he, uh, this was the first of three, so it's two more seasons. Okay, so we've got two more seasons, and then he's going to be a UFA, and then he can absolutely unload. Keep an eye on St. Louis. You bring back Matthew um, for a great deal. I mean, this, this could get really, really fun to have Matthew. Another one, another one, his younger brother, Brady. I just skated with Brady two weeks ago. Uh, God, what, what an incredible human being. He is a spitting image of his father, uh, so respectful. I took him out. I, I, I was skating him and Rue Weedle, a bunch of pros in town, uh, keeping him in shape. My son came out. Brady Kachuk is like a pro's pro. My son Harper's eight years old. He comes out. He's at one end. I'm skating the pros at the other. And Brady just literally speaks to my son, uh, like like gives him the time of the day, how school, uh, what's your favorite subject. I mean, he is just uh, – Big Walt has done such an amazing job with these boys, and this is why I bring this up, because Brady – now in Ottawa, this this is this is a, a a black hole in the league right now. I mean, Ottawa they just lose Bobby Ryan. They cannot get their crap together in Ottawa, uh, and I don't think they ever will. So Brady at some point is going to be looking to get out. I mean, at some point, do you have a Brady come to St. Louis? Do you have a Matthew come to St. Louis? God, wouldn't that be fun to see a number seven, a Kachuk number seven, his son wheeling around the Enterprise Center, guys? I I, I don't think it's a dream. I don't think it's a far stretch. I think between Matthew and Brady for the different situations they're in, I think it could be a reality here looking at maybe three, four years down the road. You're getting everyone excited, Joey. <laughs> Sounds great. Uh, but speaking of St. Louis guys, what was your reaction when Pat Maroon and the Tampa Bay Lightning <laughs> won not only the Stanley Cup championship, but I need to get a grading from you. We saw Pat Maroon. He was obviously one of the kings of the parade last year, if not the guy. I'm a hometown hero, baby. But what about his performance on the podium this year? You know what? His, his performance cannot be topped what he did in St. Louis. Let's just be honest. Like, uh, I, I love what he did. Um, you know, and it's funny. I, I was the, I was the MC for the Pat Maroon Q and a during that parade and went on the hometown hero and I'm up there and we're in front of literally the entire city. And, and Chris Kerber said, you know, Joe, why don't you talk to Pat? Cause you grew up together and it'll be fun. So we're kind of going back and forth a couple questions. And I remember like, Okay, Pat, I, I saw the look in his eye, and he started kind of getting wobbly. We've all been at that bar where we're like, your buddy's getting a little wobbly, and because I've been that too. And I'm like, okay, you know what, I'm going to wrap this thing up. And I had one more question, and I just remember looking out of the city. Right, I remember seeing, like, waves of people. Like, I've never seen so many people in my life. And, I, and it just kind of hit me. I was like, God, these, these are our people. I go, I go, so I go, Pat, I go, this is your city. These are our people. We grew up here. Like, what he had to say to them. And I thought like Pat would give the old, like, I love you St. Louis or, or we did it. And he just grabbed the mic and he goes, I'm a hometown hero, baby. And everyone of course lost it. It wasn't the answer I thought he'd say, but you know what? It worked. It worked for Pat. And uh, so that to me guys, that's something uh, that will never, never be topped. And I remember looking at Doug Armstrong after he made that comment and Doug kind of gave me the, the cut off neck, the, the cut off neck, uh, like cut it off, cut it off. So I had to grab, I had to grab Pat's mic at that point. Um, Cause that, that, that was something for a parade that a lot of people don't know. And that was Doug Armstrong. He wanted to protect his players. And, and this is just a little, little thing, but he's like, you know, curbs and paying or if someone's not feeling it or, or had a little too much or a little bit, whatever, like we have to know when to cut guys off because you don't want anyone to do anything right. That, that they look back and gosh, I shouldn't have done that because the Capitals certainly did it with some of their guys. Um, you know, Pittsburgh had a couple situations on their stage, which I think they would love to take back. So that, that was a touchy, touchy thing where we had to kind of have fun, but you also had to know 
when, when enough's enough. And when, when Pat said he's the hometown hero, I think Doug was like, all right, we're good. Let's, let's cut this <laughs> off. But I was you know, super happy for Pat and his whole family, good people. Uh, happy for the city of Oakville, man. The Cup's coming back to Oakville. I, I don't think they're going to make enough natty light uh, for two Stanley Cup parties in Oakville uh, back-to-back years. Joey V, you're the best. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right, Michelle, Randy. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy this beautiful fall weather. You too. See you later.